Shaykhin Yirab wa Shaykh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaytan Ar-Rajim. Bismillah Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Wa bihi nasta'in. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina wa Nabiyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahla baytah al-tayyibin al-tahirin. Within the whole of Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala offers the stories of so many of the prophets of God, ranging from the stories of Adam and Noah and Abraham and Moses and Jesus, the story of Yusuf and Yaqub and David and Solomon and so on and so forth, all with the aspiration that the reader reflects upon those stories and takes lesson that we can apply within our day-to-day lives. In one verse of the Qur'an, God states, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَسَسِهِمْ إِبْرَةٌ لِأُولِ الْأَلْبَابِ That within the stories offered and presented within this book are a lesson for those who reflect, لِأُولِ الْأَلْبَابِ For those who have intellect. At the end of the day, it's important for the reader not only to be a reader of the Qur'an, but also to reflect and see where we can take lessons upon reading any verse or upon hearing any anecdote or story. And when you go toward taking a look at some of the most beautiful and incredible stories within the whole Qur'an, amongst them is the story of the Prophet Noah, peace be upon him. And chapter 71 of the whole Qur'an is dedicated toward the story of Prophet Noah, specifically in regards toward a conversation that he had or a supplication that he was making or rather a complaint that he was making to God, telling him about all of the effort that he came to put forward in terms of preaching to his community. While the story of Noah is mentioned in many different places within the whole Qur'an, chapter 71, the majority of it, is this conversation that Noah is having with his creator. And there are numerous lessons that we can learn and take from it, But particularly, the main theme is in regards toward the notion of forgiveness, and specifically an important theme when we come toward this holy, blessed month of Ramadan. When you go toward chapter 71 of the Qur'an, verse number 5, Prophet Noah begins to call out to God. And he states, قَالَ رَبِّي إِنِّي دَعَوْتُ قَوْمِ لَيْلًا وَنَهَارًا O my Lord, Surely I have called upon my people night and day. And to give a little bit of a context, it is stated that Prophet Noah he preaches for 950 years to his community. In some traditions they state that Prophet Noah only had 8 followers, others state that he had 80 followers, others stated that he had 800 only. And that means that if we were to take the highest number, that for every year that Noah preached, he didn't even gain one follower. So can you imagine the type of difficulty that he had to deal with in terms of adversity when his only responsibility was to preach to his community? And thus, naturally, he was heartbroken with the fact that no one wanted to believe in God. And at the end of the day, again, what was the end objective of Prophet Noah other than to preach monotheism, belief in one God? the rejection of idolatry that was practiced within that community, and at the end of the day, an embracement of values and the embracement of important, sublime themes that every single human being needs to reflect. Noah would preach to this community about morality, about virtue, about mercy, 
about forgiveness, about compassion, about generosity, about love, about justice, about equity, so on and so forth. And at the end of the day, he was only giving people that which was going to be valuable to them. It wasn't going to be for any benefit of Prophet Noah himself. Similarly, when we come and take a look at the preaching and the message of our holy Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it said that many people, they would go toward the Prophet ﷺ and they would say, Oh Rasulullah, you've done so much for us. What can we do for you? The Prophet didn't say, pay me this, give me this station, give me this status, respect me in this way or that way. No, because at the end of the day, the end goal of the Prophet, peace be upon him, ﷺ, was to get his people to believe because that's what pleased God. Which is why the only thing in regards toward the anecdote of the Prophet Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam That he ended up asking for Was out of a commandment given to him by God When God states Oh my community The only thing that I want is That's because God commanded me to want it And that's that you love my family The Ahlul Bayt When it came toward the story of Noah Peace be upon him alayhi salam, He begins this conversation He begins this real intense and emotional plea to God when he states, He said, Oh my Lord, surely I have called my people by night and day. What's interesting about this particular verse is that Noah doesn't say, I call them day and night. If I want to explain to my colleagues or my friends or my family how much I work, I say, I work night and day, man. But over here, Prophet Noah salam, he states that I called upon them day and night. He preceded the word layl qabl nahar And what's incredibly interesting about this is because perhaps it's a portrayal or a demonstration to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about in reality how much effort he was putting forth in terms of giving out the message to his community. Rabbi inni da'awtu qawmi laylan wa nahara. فَلَمْ يَزِدْهُمْ دُعَائِي إِلَّا فِرَارًا He continues, as mentioned in verse 6, But my call has only made them run away even more. Every time that Noah would go to his community and say, Hey guys, listen to what I have to say. Let me tell you about who God is, the mercy of God, the compassion of God, the generosity of God, how much reward that you have the potential to attain. Just be in a state of seeking him and you're going to get all of these great things in this life and in the next. And every time that I would go toward them, Noah is telling God, the only thing that they would do is continue to reject me. فَلَمْ يَزِدْهُمْ دُعَائِي إِلَّا فَرَارًا Continues. وَإِنِّي كُلَّمَا دَعَوْتُهُمْ لِتَغْفِرَ لَهُمْ جَأَلُوا عَصَابِئَهُمْ فِي آذَانِهِمْ وَاسْتَخْشَوْ ثِيَابَهُمْ وَأَسَرُوا وَاسْتَكْبَرُوا اسْتِكْبَارًا and whenever I call them, and the only thing that Noah says that I was telling my community, his community, The only thing that I told my community was that if they believe in you, O oh my Lord, that their sins will get forgiven. Everything that they did today, that which they did yesterday, and that which they did last week and over the last 10 years, God will wipe the slate completely clean if they believed. Again, Noah wasn't asking for anything. The only thing that he really des- desired was salvation for his own community. 
meaning that he had that love for the people around him, the same love that we need to have for our own communities. Not when we see someone not doing the right thing, that we say, oh, to hell with them, that's their issue, but rather we should say, hey, when they're committing some bad deed, when they're doing the wrong thing, it hurts me that they're not guided. It hurts me that they are really moving away from ethics and from virtue and from morality. And you shouldn't go and tell people, for instance, in a way that demonstrates you that you're holier than thou and that you want to preach to them, but rather tell your friend and tell your community, tell your brother and tell your sister that, hey, I'm worried about you. Listen to what I have to say, because I'm not perfect, but I think that what you're doing is really taking you away from God and from your religion, and that's not you. And the way that Noah speaks to God, he says that the only thing that I wanted for them was that God forgives their sins. And, I would, and when I would speak to them about God's mercy and God's compassion, the only thing that they would do was they would take their fingers and put it in their ears. Again, to demonstrate that they don't want to listen to anything that Noah had to say. And they would take their clothing, they would take their cloths, and for instance, in our language, they would take their hoodies, put it on top of their heads. They would cover their faces in order that I don't recognize them. Again, in a way that they would demonstrate their arrogance over me. Prophet Noah, he continues. Then I would go and I would speak to them in public. Before that, he states, then I would go and I would speak to them aloud. I would go toward their public gatherings and I would try my best toward preaching to them and having them listen to what I had to say. During their festivals, during their holidays, I would go and I would say, listen to what I have to say. Believe in God. God loves you. God is merciful. God is compassionate. And then I realized that they weren't going to be receptive to that. Because every time I would go, they would just leave. And they would mock me. And they would laugh at me. And they would call me the crazy man. So I would go to them in public. And then I would go to them in private. And I would go door to door in the middle of the night when everyone else was sleeping. And I would try to reach out to some people who might be in the least bit receptive to what I had to say. Some people, they let me in the house. Some people, they didn't. The majority of people, they just shut the door on the face of God's prophet and his divine representative on earth. But when I would have an opportunity to speak to them, Noah states, فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُ رَبَّكُمْ and when I, they listened to what I had to say, and when I had their audience, I would tell them, seek forgiveness from your Lord, surely he is ghaffara. In this incredibly beautiful verse, and in reality, this, this is the most important segment of this section of verses of the whole Quran in chapter 71, Noah, peace be upon him, he states, فَقُلْتُ اسْتَغْفِرُ رَبَّكُمْ I would tell them, go and repent to your Lord. Even though you continue to reject him, and even though you don't believe in him, and even though you worship other gods, 
He's still Rabbakum. He's still your Lord. Innahu kana ghaffara. He is ghaffara in the Arabic language. This follows the root of fa'al, meaning always to do. Meaning that God is always in a state of forgiving. Often we translate this as all forgiving or most forgiving or whatever it might be. But for those of you who understand the Arabic language, you know in reality how beautiful this is. Innahu kana ghaffara. That he is always in a state of consistently forgiving. And that door of repentance and mercy and forgiveness and pardon is open for all of you, even though you shut the door on the face of the Prophet of God. And even though you mock me in traditions, they state that people would take rocks and throw it at Noah. When he would fall to the ground, they would come and kick him and they would verbally abuse him. And remember, this is a Prophet of God, but nonetheless, for them, the door of repentance was still open. Then he states, And if you seek forgiveness from God, then know that God will open up the skies and allow for rain to fall down. And some of the exegetes of the Mufassireen of the whole Qur'an, they state that Prophet Noah is making mention of rain because the people in his community were going through a drought. And they needed that rain to descend from the sky in order that their crops continue to grow. While other exegetes of the Qur'an, they state that rather whenever God mentions cloud and rain within the whole Qur'an, it's in reference toward divine blessings and bounties falling down from the sky onto a particular community or onto a particular people. It is said that one day, for instance, a man, he came toward Imam Ali salam, and he said, Oh Ali, I am having difficulty having children. Me and my wife have been trying for a really long time. But unfortunately, we haven't had that blessing. At this moment, Imam Ali ibn Abi Talib, he responds toward this companion of his. He said, seek forgiveness from God and you will find difficulties in terms of your effort toward having children be removed from you. Another man, he came toward Ali in the same occasion. He said, oh Ali, tell me, I'm going through incredible financial difficulties. Tell me how I can be removed from them. To this, Imam Ali salam, he responds toward his companion. He said, my dear brother, he said, seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A couple of moments later, a third man, he comes toward Imam Ali, Amir al-Mu'mineen, the commander of the faithful. And he says, oh, Amir al-Mu'mineen, tell me I'm having difficulty finding a spouse. He said, seek forgiveness from God and you will find that that gets removed from you. And it said that there was an observer who was sitting in the mosque who came toward Imam Ali salam. After, and he says, O oh, Amir al-Mu'mineen, you responded to all three of these people in the same exact way. You told each and every one of them to seek forgiveness. At this moment, Ali ibn Abi Talib, he responded toward this man who came with this query and he said that for some people, forgiveness is the hindrance of the cause of their, of the, cause of the receptivity of their supplication, of their dua. And... I told each and every one of them to seek forgiveness from God so that God will open up the skies and allow for these divine blessings to descend upon them. Similarly, we come back toward Noah when he states toward his community, If you seek forgiveness from God, know that he will open up the skies and allow for all of these divine bounties to fall. وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ بِأَمْوَالٍ وَبَنِينَ وَيَجْعَلْ لَكُمْ جَنَّاتٍ 
And not only is he going to allow for divine blessings and bounties to descend from the sky or rain, according to another reading, but rather he will allow for you to gain in your wealth and your children and give you gardens and rivers and all of these incredible gifts that you can't even imagine or think about. And the only way that you will get those things is if you seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'll conclude with this point, my dear friends. And that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't mention within this verse that you're going to get wealth or that you're going to get children just out of the blue. But rather he states, وَيُمْدِدْكُمْ That rather he will aid you with wealth and he will aid you with children. Because some people they say, I don't want more money. More money, more problems. I don't want any more children. I can't sleep at night anyway. But rather, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is stating that if you seek forgiveness from Him, He will not only get a lot of wealth and a lot of children, but, but rather that that which you have and that which you want to have increased won't just be a burden for you, it won't be a problem for you, but it will be an opportunity to aid and support you in your quest in this life and in the next. And we'll give you gardens and we're going to give you rivers and we're going to give you all of these wonderful things. And a lot of the Mufassirin of the Holy Quran, they say this is all of the reward that you're going to get in paradise if you seek forgiveness from God. But the really unique thing is that Noah didn't tell his community that you're going to get these things in paradise. Because sometimes we as a human being are an incredibly tangible, materialistic creation. We want to know what we're getting now. And God doesn't state that you're going to get all of these things in the next life. But we have the potential to unlock so many secrets and so many divine blessings that are going to be beneficial for us in the dunya as much as they're going to be beneficial for us in the akhara. But the key to doing that is seeking forgiveness with full sincerity and turning ourselves back toward God. And inshallah, during these blessed days and nights during the holy month of Ramadan, we will do just that. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina wa Nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala ahla bayta tayyibin al-tahreen. Follow Shaykh Fayaz on Twitter at Fayaz Jafar and look out for him on Facebook.